Yes, there, folks. Once again, we are back. Episode 97. It's the Uticast. And this week, we are talking uh, to the panel guest from last week's Utica Day, uh, Christine D'Amico from OB Training and Enhanced Ford Dance. Uh, plus, Heather is back, and we are going through the top stories of the week, including the Fire Festival uh, and my experiences at my first ever Mayor's Gala. It was a highfalutin event. Uh, plus, history lessons, uh, a little bit of talk about superheroes, some new dictionary words, and of course, world's worst first eight questions all that and more episode 97 once again we're happy you're here Disc is almost full. That's okay. We're okay with that. Um, I think it's very impressive that you you braved this tornado warning to come out here and do the show. I was a little nervous. I almost turned around. I I feel like I've been hearing about this all day, and I kept. I feel like it's not coming. I keep seeing all the warnings for it, but like, have you been looking outside? Have you seen the yeah. radar? Like, have you been out? It's no. yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no. Should, this is. You should take a look at the radar. It's 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 scary. I've been head down in the books here, and what my concern really is. You're more, watching soccer. Well, for a part of it. You should at least look at the radar. I'm going to look at the radar. We may not be here tomorrow. This mic may not. It's all red on the radar, just like Liverpool. I mean, like, it's huge. Like, we have a big storm coming. Uh, So here's my concern. Uh, So today's um, scheduled guest is Christina D'Amico from OB Training and from um, Enhanced for Dance. She's coming at 7.30. I wonder... If it's by 6.15 now, yeah. that's important to say. Yeah. I wonder if by 7.30 it's going to be so bad that I'm going to get that's the phone... That's supposed to start. Yeah, it's going to get the phone call that's like, hey, I'm not coming over because it's going to be the end of the world out. Yeah. So I'm going to continue the show for now as though she is coming and will be here. Although I would not begrudge her if she didn't come because the tornado blew her off course. Maybe something weird is going to happen. Maybe Who something knows? weird will happen. Maybe Who knows? Uh, either way... It is a little bit of a... I, I still feel burned out from this weekend. It was an insane an insane weekend for the Maiden Utica crew and for your boy, personally. It was a wild weekend. Uh, we had three big events. Um, I guess we'll start with the Barden Mudfest. So Dan Williams, who's our guest last week, GFOP, Dan Williams. Uh, Mr. Maiden Utica, Justin Parkinson, J- yeah, Justin Parkinson and I went up to uh, MKJ Farms for the Barden Mudfest. We shot some really cool footage. Uh, you may have seen it on the Instagram uh, a lot of footage of our good friend Cliff uh, powering through some of the obstacle course. It was pretty intense. Um, a lot of people told me that when I went up there, when I was filming it, while I was do- filming people that I next year, I was you're going to want to run this next year. I think the opposite thing happened. I watched it. I was like, no, this is fine. I like being in the press. I don't want to run through the mud or jump over any fences. I like, I like promoting it better. Yeah, it seems like everyone was like... No, all those videos are horrible. They look like the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Like, people are just so, dying in so the mud. I saw one with like a little kid. His father was behind him and he got up and he was crying. I was like, it looks awful. Like a war is going on. There's, there's actually a really cool photo that I, I, I'm going to put myself over and pat myself in the back for it that I took at this warped wall that they built. This insane warped wall that when Kevin, when you and I went up there, they were building the warped yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. And the big debate that Dan Williams and his crew were having was whether or not the wall was too high for anyone to get over. 
To which Dan Williams was saying, absolutely not. It's, it's, high. it's as high as it is because it's supposed to be that high. Uh, it was pretty high. I'll say that. Uh, Were people having a hard time getting... I would say on the short amount of time that I watched it. Now, mind you, I saw it. We were sort of following We're all over the place. We're all over the place. He gave you like an ATV, didn't he? He gave us an ATV to go. He said, here you go. Have fun. Love Dan. What a great guy. It was just me and Parkinson alone on the ATV running around guerrilla style, shooting footage with the cameras. It was actually surprisingly fun. Like, I had a great time, even though I'm not a quote-unquote cameraman because I really don't quite know what I'm doing. There. <laughs> Parkinson's good though, uh, but again, it was a great event. And more than anything else, uh, I just want to shout out to Cliff and Ferris and Katie who ran the event and and powered through it like champions. Uh, but also really to Dan Williams because like uh, he was so passionate about making this like a big event and getting people there. And again, it looks like it was bigger this year than it was last year by a large margin. Continues to be gaining support, and it you know I'm just happy for him. I'm happy for everyone involved. Great event. Yeah, man, it looked awesome. I yeah, hope I can go it next year. I'm definitely doing it next year. Definitely. Yeah. This seems like something you would have been into. I, I went to last year. I did last year, year before. Mm. Yeah. I will say, uh, if you look at the video we put on Instagram though of our buddy Cliff, he's a trooper because he took a pretty solid fall off one of the, <laughs> off that fourth wall, cut up his arm pretty good. He powered through, went up again. I appreciate that. Uh, also, again, very quickly, it was the last time we were talking about it, I promise. I just want to thank everybody who came out uh, for Utica Day this weekend. It was, I had a great time. Although, Kev, I'm going to ask you because I got kind of stuck behind the the live video stream for a good hour and a half. Yeah, you were back there for a long time. You missed most of the people, I would say. I missed most of the people who didn't come over and say hello. Right, um, right. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people came over and said hi, but a lot of people just would walk over and like wave or something like that. So there right. were a lot of people getting a chance to talk to. Mm. What did you think of the event walking through? Oh, it was great. There, I mean, there were so many... I didn't get to go last year, mm-hmm. and so I was really happy I could make it this year. And there were so many great people there, and like so many people doing like the coolest things. I learned about a lot of stuff I had never heard of, which mm-hmm. is nice, because... Sometimes with the events that we do, the people that tend to be involved, I sort of know about all of them, so there aren't really surprises, you know what I mean? Because when you're putting it together, getting the people, like, something like the Passport, I've been to most of those places, mm-hmm. and I know about them. There were places at Utica Day that I'd never heard of. I was yes. watching that glass blowing guy oh, that you're always talking about. I'm ready to throw it all away. I'm ready to throw my life away and start glass blowing. That was amazing. Uh, Heather, you brought the whole crew. What were your thoughts? Your um, thoughts? I was... I did it last year, so I didn't get to experience it at all. I was stuck mm. behind the, um, not stuck, but I had my own table there. Yeah. So this You're year stuck it was nice. The table. Yeah, I was stuck and I was re- pregnant and I was overdue. So um, <laughs> yes, I remember so that actually. I was, so Just this, a this, peach. yeah, it was. I was miserable, <laughs> but this year it was great. I had Zach and the baby there, and we got to walk around and got to buy a few things. Um, it was a nice social event. Like it was I felt a nice like I had event. a lot of people to go talk to, so mm. it was nice to see everybody there. Everyone was excited. Mm. You know, now that it's over, I think in hindsight I can say, you know, from my end, I was somewhat concerned that we were going to a bigger venue, there were more businesses, there was a better chance with all the stuff that was going on that same day, Mayor's Gala was that day, Barton Mm -hmm. Mudfest was that day, I was concerned that the turnout would be somewhat lackluster, Mm -hmm. and I was actually very pleased by the turnout. There were other events going on at the campus, like a dance party in one Mm -hmm. building, and like an admissions event, and so it was neat to see that. I think the turnout that was great, because I know I wasn't at it last year, but I know the building that it was in, Mm -hmm. and with this year, I think that, you know, the turnout, I thought was really, really good, like walking around and seeing people entering, and like standing outside with the glass blowing guy, and seeing all the people coming in. 
Um, but I think that there was just so much more space. Like it was really yes. nice to have room to walk down because there were a lot of people with it strollers so there, people with young kids. Too. Mm-hmm. It was cramped. Yeah, there. there was plenty of room to like walk and stretch mm-hmm. out and sort of do your thing, which was cool because it gave a lot of vendors more space. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Jack and Mo Cooking Show were literally yeah. cooking on griddles in there, yeah. and you know Mike back in the zoo had some animals out there, which I thought yeah, was great. Yeah, the skink. The skink. <laughs> I was into that skink. It was. It was the skink. The hedgehog too. Hedgehog was a big hit. Hedgehog. It was. It was charming. It was a charming animal. I. I Oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I probably had like five brownies from Utica Bread too. Yes. I kept going over there taking their samples of brownies. Yeah, they had a lot of great stuff. <laughs> no, um, I have to say, uh, I had a great time talking to all the folks who came over. I'm I'm not going to be able to remember everybody who stopped over over the course of the of the live stream, but I know Aaron yeah, Higgins. Yeah, you'd have to go back and watch. I know Aaron Higgins was there, who we don't get to see as often. Who did a great job hosting the panel, by the way. Um, you know, and and Christina D'Amico was on the panel. It was a it was a lively panel for I sure. I was gonna say we listened to it that night when we got home, and um, it was pretty like people were serious about it. Was, it. Like it was, it was a pretty like serious thing going on there. So a couple a, people said things that I thought was pretty hilarious. So well, you know, again, I think that's actually what the point of yeah. having the forum is is to have discourse. That's why we have these sort of open discussions with everybody, and you know. That's also the other thing. When you open yourself up to having a conversation with the public, you take in all aspects of having an open conversation with the public, whatever that means. It's kind of unpredictable, yeah. right? And that's actually something it's I brave. want to talk about. It is. <laughs> it's and that's one of the things I'm hoping out there like that. <laughs> I'm hoping to talk to Christina about that. I want to say this was the first time she ever done this sort of panel, so I want to see what her first experience is. I told were. Parkinson I'd like to be on the panel next year. Mm-hmm. I would like to let I would like to I would invite the public to ask yeah. and be able to give my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I think I would have a good time because there were some people that it was lively. Yeah. I don't think I would have had fun with that. Like, Whoa. I would have had a good time with that lively element, I think. Uh yeah, me and me and uh, the boss lady, Kate Riley, were getting a little itchy because we are both hard at holding our tongues when there's something we feel like we can contribute to. So I we, we were both like, let's just let everyone else talk. Let's just <laughs> let's just no, let's just step back. Let's just step back from it and let it be. Yeah. Um so also, you know, and again, I want to thank all the businesses. I want to thank everybody involved. There were certainly some of the haters out there because anytime you do good work, there were some haters. So for those of you, I just want to say, hey, thanks for watching and showing up. It's nice to see everybody. It was cool. Uh, all right. So I also had to attend a different event. Oh, wait. Sorry. Before I move on, I want to talk about something else. We did sort of start premiering uh, our next big Made in Utica project at Utica Day. That's right. Made in Utica Passports. You can pre-order them now. I want to thank our good friend of the pod, Tim Schramm, who designed this year's passport. That's to be the coolest thing. Came in passport. like a hero, the whole Nintendo yeah, design. Yeah, like you actually get like a, a you open it, you have like a game or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> like a sleeve for like an old game. It's just the whole concept. Parkinson's awesome. gone very high concept like, this it was, year. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. very high concept. It's awesome. So go to, uh, go to the Made in Utica Instagram. There's some good Instagram stories of me and Parkinson finding the working Nintendo in the basement and, uh, uh, and rigging it together to make it work, it was uh, it's some pretty good stuff. They played Nintendo in the living room for 10 hours yesterday. I can imagine. <laughs> it was fun. Also, madeinutica.com backslash passport. All right, uh, let's move on. I was going to talk about my first mayor's gala, but I want to get on to the stories. So in in short, uh, it was fun. How was good... the mayor's gala? was good. I've never been. You've never gone? No. You're like a, you're a bigwig, aren't you? But I <laughs> no, feel like I see people not. there that I'm shocked there is at the mayor. I feel like uh, the mayor's gala. Look, I... <laughs> Does anybody hear it? All right, full disclosure, I went very late because I stayed at Utica Day until we were pretty much done with most of our work. I didn't feel right just sort of up and leaving. That's just kind of how I roll. So by the time I got to the gala, it was almost the end, right? So I really only got to sort of like window shop 
through the Mayor's Gala. Um, shout out to Chris Mandry, GFOP. Saw him there. Shout out to my long Chris Mandry had a hell of a weekend. Chris Mandry had a hell of a weekend. <laughs> Chris Mandry was all over the place. The best way I saw Chris Mandry everywhere I went this weekend. He was out there. He really Make, was. Making himself part of the community. Grocery store on a Sunday. <laughs> and I also saw my very longtime friend, Brendan Kane, and his lovely wife, Lindsay. Nice to see them. I never get to see him, so that was a nice, nice bonus. Uh, no, Mayor's Gala was fun. Nice to people watch. Nice to see everyone all dressed How up. How many people are at the Mayor's Gala? Like a ballpark. There's a lot. I bet I you mean, there what, were... What's a lot? Man, I'm bad at this game. Just try it. Let's say mm, 250 up, maybe. It was the full Radisson ballroom and then the full like area where they have the buffet. Uh-huh. Right? So it was that basically the whole bottom floor of the... Oh, yeah, so it's hard... Interesting. It, it, was, it was spread out across this whole thing. I didn't realize how big... It was. I assumed it was just this one room. I was like, this is smaller than I thought it was. And I said, oh, no, this is much larger than I thought it was. Hmm. So it was fine. I had a great time. Again, I, I sort of jokingly said it. I'm kind of a dirtbag at heart. I didn't feel very, I didn't feel super comfortable <laughs> around all the folks dressed up so nice. No, I feel like you would psych yourself out there in a hurry. You'd yeah. Like, ah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about being so upper class. <laughs> nah, it, it was a good time. Um there was a band playing. I want to say there. I didn't catch the name. I want to say it was Soul Fusion. Soul Fusion. Soul huh? Function. They were good. Sounds they were like killing. a fighting video game for like PlayStation. I know that they played Sledgehammer nice. by Peter Gabriel. Nice. I love nice. Peter Gabriel. And they played um, Superstition by Stevie Wonder. So um, you know, I, I couldn't complain. It was good. Soul Fusion. Uh, so yeah, that was my. That was my. You you, you never gone to the Mayor's yeah. Gala either. Yeah. We should all go together next we year. Should I agree. Mr. Parkinson's gone, surprisingly. I'm surprised they let him in the door. Yeah, he rolled up, like, gang style with some of the others. Really? (laughs) Went in and had a table up on the balcony and was just causing a ruckus the whole time. (laughs) That sounds about right. All right, so let's talk about something that's not based around... Us and the this, squad in the squad in this weekend because it was a good weekend. It's you have a right to talk about it. You guys did a lot. Of it was a wild weekend, so. so you'll excuse me if I feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed. I also have two more finals this week, so Very my good. brain hurts. Uh, anyhow, let's move on. I have two stories I wanted to talk to you guys about, and one that I'm going to need your help about. And I'm going to start with this one actually. Talk about a wild weekend. <laughs> yeah, talk about a wild weekend. Let's talk about the hashtag Fire Festival, and you're going to have to F Y R E F Y R E the Fire. Festival. All right, so here's what I have heard tossed around on the internet. And this is just in no particular order. I've heard Ja Rule, uh, Hunger Games, Geodesic Domes, uh, Airports Locking People Up, and Lord of the Flies. I don't know how much of that is is cognitive to what's really happening. (laughs) Are the people still there? They've heard much more. They were sending empty planes from Miami to go get people and rescue people. Yeah, people and like were locked in yeah, people were locked in the building, like locked in the airport, mm. they chained the doors. So what happened was um Ja Rule and this like shady financier guy who yeah. who has made a bunch of money like being a scumbag selling like fake products like targets like really rich millennial kids, like super rich kids that have a ton of money. I see. They were selling this uh exclusive festival. They paid like some Instagram models, mm-hmm. like the you know the top like the top <laughs> yeah. Instagram models to be like, "Yeah, we're going to be here and it's going to be like oh, Migos man. and Blink-182." Playing <laughs> and they're, so they're selling <laughs> they're selling tickets from like twelve thousand all the way up to like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars hmm. to like go to this new festival put on by Ja Rule on a private island in the Caribbean that 
it used to belong to Pablo have, Escobar. And it was going to have, like, these really luxurious tents that they would stay in, like, So, really you, yeah, you nice. get these villas with two king-size beds yeah. and this nice outdoor thing. So, these kids get here, and the camp, the, the tents are FEMA camp tents. Yeah, yeah. From, like, disasters. And they're all stuck close together. <laughs> there's and no running water. Like, there's no stages. There's, there's one guy no. opens his food, and there's a sandwich, and it's a cheese uh, sandwich with a side of lettuce. It's two pieces of wheat bread, yeah. two pieces of melty <laughs> cheese with some lettuce and a sad slice of tomato but like these people um, paid like twelve thousand dollars for vip like michelin star catering in their villa and they're in a fema tent with hurricane relief food yeah. supplies and like there's no artists there's nobody there there's no power they're never running water and nobody can get a hold of anybody so all these people are just stuck down there and they had to send empty planes i mean they're not even in america the joke though across the internet was mainly about like them being rich kids and having to like suffered through something for like two days so there's like all these wealthy people that are there (laughs) who are i feel like the way it was pitched that you guys just pitched it it sounds kind of dope migos blingo 82 if i had a lot of money well that's but like you go like you look at the pictures of what it's like (laughs) down there like i saw a twitter video of this guy standing up on top of like a table blowing into a conch shell (laughs) the leader like if you look at the videos that they promoted like ja rule's been tweeting from like other actual islands Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, with the hashtag for weeks leading up to mm-hmm. this, and then they get there, and they're like, I mean, it's just, they completely, like, were just, took all the money and completely ran, but I can only feel so bad when you're like, oh, Ja Rule's putting on a festival? And maybe it's because he was in prison up in Marcy for so long. <laughs> but, like, I know all about Ja. I don't trust Ja Rule to put on a festival. Um, well, the funny thing is, the first that I had heard of this was when Blink-182 canceled, and I was like... That's what I first That was the first time I heard about it. Cancel the concert. What's this about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... My question is, I, I have seen that the other guy who's not Ja Rule, I can't remember his name, uh, has done some backtracking and has tried to downplay this as like just the mistakes of a first time festival and that yeah. they're going to try and yeah. fix it. It and looks ha- like they started to set it up and it, they left. Everyone just walked out. It looked like they're. It would be. It, it literally looks like what would happen if we made like a really cool Instagram video and had enough money to pay some like. Instagram celebrities to promote it and people are like oh yeah we're coming to the the Maiden Utica Summer Jam Island Festival and then we were like we have no wherewithal to get this completed we don't it's, have any money it's just a dock on Sylvan this Beach that we one, rented out yeah. <laughs> a bunch of tents on it this yeah. one guy tweeted on Twitter it goes the people who scam rich people into paying 12k for a tent and cheese sandwich should be awarded the medal of freedom yeah <laughs> <laughs> I no go ahead no, please I, I over talk it's terrible no please but it kind of reminds me back when Woodstock 99 they were supposed to have like all these trees oh, on the base and the bathrooms were all nice and when you got there the trees were like two feet high <laughs> and the showers weren't done and there was plastic for the walls and i'm moving my hands mm-hmm. like people can see me but um so it kind of like gave you this whole woodstock thing. see i was still a little young for woodstock 99 i was i was a junior you were a junior i was 13 so oh, i was there no so i was watching it on the pay-per-view i want to say someone Something was like streaming that. it on like television you actually went to what's yeah, that? Yeah, I went. I worked for Subway, so I got in for free. You were working at a vendor. That's a hell Subway. of a deal. It was great. So we on our breaks, we would just kind of go off and get to stay there for free. Just had a vendor pass. Did you see anything wild happen? I saw everything. I saw the riot police. I was there when everything was burning down. Like, what is going on? Like, I, I thought I was in a war. Like, when you got home, I was covered in mud. I, I don't know what kind of mud it was because it never rained. But um, <laughs> it never rained there. It was horrible. The whole time, you were just, like, sweating. You were walking on concrete. I got home. I looked like I'd spent two weeks in a, I don't even know, a camp somewhere. But it was terrible. But, yeah, I went. It was fun. You know, I the closest I ever came to, like, the festival experience was I went to Bonnaroo 2012, 
12, 14. I don't remember what it was. It was a long time ago. Bonnaroo was fun for a day, and then it was, oh, that's right, I fell asleep in a tent, and now it's 7 in the morning in Tennessee, and it's 110 degrees, and now I'm awake, no matter the fact that I went to sleep at 4 o'clock in the morning the night before. I'm just right. going to sweat myself awake. So by day two, I was like, yeah, I should have just... Lollapalooza had hotels. Yeah. <laughs> right in the heart of beautiful downtown Chicago. <laughs> but yeah, the festival, yeah, that was... This festival this weekend was amazing. Mm. So. Now, you have you have a child now, so it's different, but would you be interested in going to a festival as an adult? Like, if you... If Not you if it costs that much money. But yeah, I would still go. We would probably... Yeah, we, I would definitely go to a festival still. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you, Kev, your thoughts on still going to a festival? Yeah, I would. I mean, the, I mean I'd probably not stay as long, but I'd, I'd go. Yeah, I think that my... I mean, it would be... I would certainly probably be going to, like, an easier festival. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to go to one of the ones where, like, you're out in the woods and, like, straight camping, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you can find a more middle ground. I want a quick exit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need some somewhere in between, like, somewhere in between a Lollapalooza and, like, probably a Bonnaroo. But, like, that's too hot. Like, I don't want to go where it's hot. You know, I would really like to be able to stay in a hotel for the festival. Yeah, I just want to be able to leave really nice. afterwards and come back. I Let me leave afterwards, go somewhere, get some food, grab a drink, and it go to my hotel room and take a shower. It was sleeping in a tent, and it was hot, and yeah. there were people nearby, and there was no control. It was, I would never do that again. Nope. See my big defining. I might, but it have to be good. It has to be good. Really good. This was not. I mean, there was good people at this. So but. you know what? Too, I'm less. I'm less connected to the music scene, like the general music scene that I was years ago. So I think it's harder for me as I get older to look at a specific festival card and go, "Oh my God, That's look true. how many of these bands appeal to me." The, the number shrinks every year, right? I, at least a little bit. You know. I feel like I would be bringing piles of gear. Like I wouldn't yeah. be even if I had to go camp. Like I'd be. I had a hydro pack on me. Yeah. I have all that. This <laughs> Not doing that. We're like we're just we're going down. We're just like a little bit of sun green, some sunglasses, and just out there. No. I learned anything from Woodstock. It's hmm. come prepared. I don't know if Parkinson's ever pitched the idea of doing like a Maiden Uduka music festival, but I'm gonna tell him not to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> he him. doesn't know. It'd just, it'd just be him DJing off his iPad for seven hours, <laughs> and then <laughs> it not working and cutting out, and we're playing overly loud siren noises to a quiet room. Oh yeah, DJ no requests. One of his many nicknames, which is just again a nickname and not something to be taken seriously. It's just stick. Just Nobody, stick. It's oh. not serious to anybody. That's like, weird. It's okay. <laughs> it's I'll just play. We watch enough professional wrestling to know stick when we see it. You would think. You'd think so. You would think so. All right. Uh, so I was going to talk about another story, but you know what? we've gone pretty long. Uh, so let's. Let's take a break. Maybe we'll talk about it in the next segment if we go short. But for now, uh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to interview. Well, we're going to go to the potential interview, as long as she didn't get blown away in the tornado, uh, with Christina D'Amico. Christina was one of the four members of our Maiden Utica panel at Utica Day. Uh, she is a coach at OB Training, and she is also a nutritionist uh, for the Enhance for Dance uh, program, which she started. So she came here to join us uh, a couple days after Utica Day. I appreciate the quick turnaround. So she'll be here, hopefully. Uh, if not, maybe some tornado-related nonsense. We'll see. It's a mystery. Question mark.
Is that from you to coffee or did sure you fill is. that cup back up with something else? Still I've done both of those things. <laughs> what's still your from this morning, still sipping on it. <laughs> you heated up like nine times. I can't get through it today. I don't know why. I I work in a in a situation where I, I have like a an office that has a microwave in it. So I probably take at least two to three trips to the microwave to to finish my job, my large coffee in the day. Unbelievable. No, I got a little small one too and I didn't even get through it. Do you like iced coffee? Hmm. No, I no. I like iced coffee. Do you? But I'm not yet ready to switch over. I know it's getting nicer out. I know it's like warm now. I don't so, want to drink like scalding hot coffee when it's yeah. like 70 degrees out. No, but I I'm just not. I haven't gotten into iced. I'm good black. I like to make my own iced coffee. I'd rather make it here. Mm. Yeah. I'll do iced coffee if I'll do. I'll get Utica coffee. I'll put a mm. scoop of chocolate protein powder in it. Yes. On okay. ice. I don't know much about protein powder. Well, it's super good. It tastes <laughs> like a. <laughs> If That's, you do it that way, it tastes like, like a mocha latte or something. That's going to be something you're going to run into during the course of this interview, Christina D'Amico, <laughs> uh, is that I am not necessarily a fitness guy, okay. so you're going to have to uh, handle me with kid gloves when it comes to questions about fitness and nutrition and all that. Br- bring it down a little bit for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but first off, let's start off uh, with you. You were on uh, the Utica Day panel that happened uh, yep. this week. Yep. Uh, oh, I wonder if they can hear the thunderstorm happening in the background. It's going to be... That's okay. Storm it's, two of the century. That's all right. I actually don't. I don't mind the thunderstorm so much. I don't. I don't mind it. Uh, that's all right. We'll 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 move on. You might hear rain and thunder in the background. But, um, so you were on the panel. Uh, <laughs> one of the things we talked about on the episode today. We were. It's the magic of podcasting. We already recorded this week's episode, so we're just dropping you in the center here. Uh, so, matter of fact, this episode has a lot of questions about whether or not you were coming because we we're like, we're not sure if the thunderstorm is going to scare her oh. away. So, we have like, we have it written in here. <laughs> here, like, here maybe here. she's here. Um, you dealt with the public, and uh, we deal with the public a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you may notice is the public can be very unpredictable uh, when you're dealing with them live. So, how was your panel experience, all things considered? It was good. It was what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see, I thought, actually, I thought there'd be a couple more curveballs. Yeah. There weren't. But it was a, I think it was a good mix. There were some um, outspoken people and yeah. some not so outspoken people. So last year, I uh, did the job of Erin Higgins. That she, I was the moderator for last year's panel. Yep. But we did it at a different location last year. And the location was much less intimate. Like we were set up on like a stage and there were people sitting farther away. Yep. I think the way that this was set up where it was almost off in its own section did sort of allow it to open up for more open question and discussion. Uh, we probably should have seen that coming, you know? And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I thought it was good. I no, think that it was, was nice. I'm glad yeah. that people actually had questions. Because no, a lot of good. times, you'll, you know, you just get the audience that's, like, just staring back at you. That was so us last it was, time. It, yeah, yeah, so it was nice that it was interactive and people mm. did feel comfortable mm. enough to mm. voice their opinions. Now, sadly, I was stuck on the live stream for most of the time that I was at Utica Day, so I did not really get much of a chance to come... Uh, visit you over at your booth. You had the, the OB training booth and the Enhanced for Dance booth set up. Dance yes. with Utica. Dance with Utica. Yep. Right, okay. So, uh, did you have a good turnout? Did you enjoy Utica Day? How was your experience? Yeah. I was just bummed because I, I should have planned accordingly. I should have brought someone with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to leave the booth, so I didn't walk around, which yes. I'm super yes. bummed about mm-hmm. because they saw, I, I saw and on the list of vendors, some awesome vendors, so yeah. I was pretty bummed that I didn't get a chance to walk around. Well, I should have um, brought someone with me. But it was exciting. Yeah, that, I know. I got. I didn't think about that when I got stuck mm-hmm. behind the, the the video the whole time. I didn't either. Yeah. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Uh, so before we get into uh, some of the stuff we're here to talk about today, I want to get to know a little bit more uh, about you. Uh, so where were you, where are you initially from, Christina? Where were you born? New Hartford. You were born in New Hartford. So did you go to New Hartford schools? I did. 
Okay, no Hartford schools. I like to ask people about the stereotypes that follow the schools around. I was a Proctor guy, so you were our natural rivals. Yes, uh, rivals. What, <laughs> did you enjoy going to Hartford at all? Did you, did you have a good time? Yeah, I wish I slacked off more. Wish you slacked off more. Were you were you like a, were you like hitting the books? Were you a nerd? Eh, it was like an in between. Mm. You got a lot of piercings. I'm trying to figure out what kind of kid you might have been when you were in high school. Were you like a... I don't know what kind of kid I was. <laughs> I played sports. I danced all my life. I was going to ask you about that because dancing seems to be a running theme in yep. a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. So I'm curious, was New Hartford, was high school, early school, was that where you got into dancing initially? No. I don't... I, my mom just put me in dance. Really? I started mm. when I was three. Oh, so really early. Yeah. Oh, okay. Three, three or four or whatever. Three or four years old, I got into dancing. Um, school-wise, I, I played softball, like, basketball in middle school, I think, mm-hmm. and then I played softball until I graduated. Mm, very nice. Um, but I danced all throughout that. Mm. So, like, I think I just, like, pranced around the house, my parents were like, oh, let's try, <laughs> let's try to dance. I'm trying to, you're probably younger than me, so I don't probably know any of the New Hartford people that you know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna date you here on the show. <laughs> uh, but I did I do... look like I'm 12. I'm a little older than that. Mm, it's fair. Just, are you, are you in your 30s? I'm getting there. I'm 31. I'm creeping up. I'm 28. Oh, 28. So you probably, I probably know some people. We okay. can, we'll, we'll get into that discussion later on. Uh, so uh, I did a little bit of research. Oh, Charlie's trying to get in the studio. He's such a jerk. Um, so I did a little bit of research here, uh, as I do. Uh, so you went to Brockport for college. Uh, yes, and you went for dance and exercise physiology. Yep. That's a, that's a mouthful for me. What's uh, So <laughs> now the question I really i am curious about, two things. One, um, what was Brockport like? Do you enjoy Brockport? So I actually hated it my first two years. I had, oh my God, I had your typical nightmare of a Mm -hmm. freshman situation. Interesting. It was, I was in a quad, so it was me and three other people. Oh, okay. And it was like, you ever hear those stories, like your freshman year, like that worst, Hmm. I literally had that, my, Hmm. they were just three bad situations. So I just wanted to transfer. Really? I hated it, I hated the program I was in, I would cry every night to my parents, wanna leave, wanna leave, wanna leave, and then I actually, I got, I switched all my roommates. Hmm. And I switched the program that I was in and yeah. then fell in love with Brockport. Hmm. So, loved uh, it. You know, it's funny. I, I always feel a little out of touch when it comes to the college conversations because I never did dorm living. Oh, like, really? All the years that I went to college, I went to MV, I went to school in New York City, and then I went I go to UC now. So, in all three situations, I had, like, an apartment right. sort of around somewhere that yeah. I just sort of lurked around in. You didn't miss too much. I wonder, though, sometimes. I feel like I'm, like, I, I work in a scenario where I deal with a lot of, like, kids who I bring on college visits and show them like the merits of living in college but sometimes like I have no idea what it's yeah. like to live well, in well okay I guess I take that back like it was definitely an experience mm. like it was fun and a nightmare at the same time that's my New York City thing every yeah. good and bad story you've ever heard is probably yeah. true <laughs> what's your what's your mascot what's the Brock I, I'm usually good with mascots uh, Golden Eagle the Golden Eagles we have the Eagles nest at the hockey games mm. is that like their sport of choice Brockport is hockey wrestling the, Really? really? Well, at least when I was there, I don't know anymore. I always wanted to do wrestling. Wrestling, yeah, they had a really good wrestling team. So, dance and exercise physiology. Yes. What did you think was the plan at college with that degree at that time? Like, what did you want to do with that degree? So, going into school, all I knew was that I wanted to continue dance, mm-hmm. but sure. I knew that that wasn't it. There was something more that I wanted to do, but keep dance involved, and I didn't mm-hmm. know. And Brockport was actually one of the only schools where I could do a dual major. So that's actually why I went there, because mm-hmm. I knew I could dance and then something else. Um, fitness and exercise has always been an mm. interest of mine. Sure. So I picked that up my uh, second year in. Mm-hmm. At the time, actually, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. So that was the plan going out of school. Physical therapy, okay. Yep. All right, that um, makes sense. 
thought I wanted to do that and then did a couple shadowing opportunities. Hmm. Wasn't my thing. Um, and then actually post-college, I thought I wanted to be a physician's assistant. Physician's assistant. That's like a left turn there. So I went, <laughs> I went and uh, got a job at Saney's hmm. in the emergency room for a couple years. Hmm. Uh, learned a lot and also learned I did not want to do PT. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. then uh, just kind of fell into that. It, the, like doing personal training and stuff is always like a natural thing. So now you have a master's degree as well, do you not? Yes. And that was from, I, I missed the name of the school here. I pulled it up on your, uh, on your... New York Chiropractic College, NYCC, but it's a clinical nutrition degree from there. I'm not a chiropractor. Oh, okay. It's so what is, so clinical nutrition, does that tie into what you do nowadays at OB yeah. or is that... Yeah, 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 totally. Um, I would like to delve more into the clinical nutrition side of it. Sure. But I have a couple too many hats on right now, so it's uh, taking a... Um, I use some of it, but not to the degree that I would like to. Sure, sure. Now let me talk... So you, uh, you're with OB Fitness right now. You're a coach is the title that it had on the card that was presented to me here. Co-owners. I opened it with my boyfriend. Oh, it's like your co-owner and coach. That's a, that's a, that is a lot of hats. <laughs> With the boyfriend. <laughs> that's the important part. <laughs> so, uh, this, how, how new is this for you guys? I, I didn't do enough for three years now you're talking about. And this is over on Shenango Road, 2428 Shenango Road, Utica, New York. Uh, how's it been three years in? How are you feeling about the adventure so far? Man, it's been a roller coaster, mm. but so cool to see where we were. Yeah. And to now in only three years. What's it like working with, like, I, I have to ask, what's it like working with do this? Do you want thing? to do a whole podcast on it? Is it a whole? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's off limits. <laughs> no, it's, it's been um, testing in all the, all, every mm. aspect. Like testing our relationship, testing a business relationship. Oh, yeah. Um, opened up many more doors that we didn't, both, I mean, nothing was ever bad. They were all learning experiences. Of course. But, like, has totally bonded us more mm. now than ever like marriage will be so easy well that's and you know and to a certain extent it's not exactly the same thing but when i talk about made in utica stuff you know when we do made in utica business these are not only the people i work with these are like people i've known for many years i've known kevin since we were growing up i've known kate riley since we were in middle school together so it's it is it does add sort of like an extra level of enjoyment because you trust these people and care about them so much but you always do get the harshest and the angriest with the people you're oh, close yeah. with right oh, like God, it, yeah. <laughs> it just puts a whole other layer on it like you know, you're either going to... It's been an experience. <laughs> so, run me through the day-to-day. What's uh, what's the day-to-day like as being a coach at OB Fitness? Um, really varies from day-to-day, but on a general outlook, we are open... We start at 5.30 in the mm-hmm. morning, so our days are pretty much split. Sure. So, we don't do, like, a full eight hours during the day. Right. Um, right. We go from, like, 5.30 a.m. to, mm-hmm. like, 10, 11 a.m., mm-hmm. depending upon the day. In between... Um, midday, we're doing like you know catch up on emails, business stuff, meetings, sure. maybe personal training stuff. Us running our errands, and then we pick back up at two thirty and go to either seven or eight p.m. Sure. So, split. Okay, and uh, and what are you guys focusing on in terms of like? Again, I'm not a workout guy. The last time I worked out, I, I do the Boilermaker, but my workouts are always. I'm, are, you, are you excited for it? Because you didn't sign up yet. No. Sorry, I I get the pre-registration sign up because I've yeah, ran it the I got last that few too, years. I almost forgot to because I didn't get paid the week that it came out. I was like, oh, I got paid next week. I'll have to wait. I was like, oh god, I'm almost late. Uh, no, you know what it is? I I've always fallen under this mantra that I have a hard time committing to like going to the gym. Right? I never could go to the gym. I had to hide exercise as some other activity, whether it was running or playing soccer, yep. or hitting the heavy bag, or just anything that wasn't like, I'm going to go to the gym and run on the treadmill. Yep. Um, so, 
I, I'm curious, like, is that something you run across, like, finding um, differentiated ways to... So we get that. So our our gym, I even hate to call it a gym. It's really right. a facility. Mm-hmm. But if you say facility, no one knows what it is. <laughs> like, like, what's that? It's like a broad a, term. Like facility. an institution? No. <laughs> um, so we get a lot of people actually that say the same exact thing. Hmm. You know, I've had, I had three people sit in front of me today and say yeah. that. If you experience the gym, hmm. facility, it's much different. So we actually don't have any equipment. Sure. It's all open gym. We have free weights. Um, oh, nice. Kettlebells, you know, all like okay. that type of stuff. We don't have any machines, no treadmills, no elliptical, really? nothing. Okay. So... We also provide the workouts for you. Mm-hmm. So whether you're doing like our team training and doing like a circuit okay. style All right. or you have specific goals and you want more weight-based, we create the programs for you. So most people that have said that, like, oh, you know, I can't go to the gym. Because when you're, when you're going to the gym and you don't have a coach or you don't have a program, mm-hmm. like, what the hell are you doing? You probably don't know or it's easy to dilly-dally because you're just... Exactly. We're at the facility. We're telling you, go here, do this, do this. Go up in weights or do this or you're timed. So it's... Well, it's easy, it's easy for somebody like me to say, and that's something I've thought about over the years, right? It's easy for me to say, I'm going to go get up on Saturday morning and I'm going to go work out, but I'm only answering to myself. It's also really easy for me to just be like, nah, I'm just going to wait and do it later. It is sort of sometimes, uh, it's sort of beneficial to get that little bit of extra motivation and push to feel like you're committing to something. I mean, we're holding you accountable. You actually have to sign up. So we're not open Mm -hmm. 24 hours or like other gyms. You actually have to sign up for a specific time. Interesting. So okay. we know you're coming. Oh, that's good, though. So if you don't show up, yeah. I'm calling you, I'm harassing you, I'm Facebooking you, I'm text messaging you. Um, other people at the gym, it's like a family, so you start to know who comes when. Sure. So then they start to say, oh, why isn't so-and-so mm. here? So you also get held accountable through more than one source. Sure. So if you don't, sh- it's like an appointment. You don't show for your appointment, I'm calling you because you signed up for it and you didn't show up. Mm. That's And that's horrifying to me. Horrifying. Terrifies me to the core because uh, I don't even like to get phone calls from people I like, let alone people who want to make me well, a better person. I will harass <laughs> you. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Dance with Utica. This is uh, your upcoming project that you're working on. Can you yes. share a little bit of this with I'd love me? to. Yeah. Um, so dance, as we mentioned, has always been a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been to many different festivals all over the state, sure. outside of state, um, that have created this cool festival. I actually got, I have to give a shout out to my friend. Um, one of my girlfriends went to college with and did Dance Days of Buffalo mm-hmm. that I taught cool. at last year. Oh, very nice. This, I just literally stole her concept. I said, hey, like, I want to bring this to Utica. Mm. Um, and she's been guiding me of how to kind of set it up, what's been successful for her. Nothing wrong with that at all. We, no, and it's just, everything's just stolen. We talked about this during the, the panel. Yep. It's, we think we're the first company to ever yeah. come up with the idea of doing a passport coupon book. No, it's no. just about doing your own version and finding a way to make it applicable to the people who matter for your market. It's, it's, it's just it business. No one's reinventing the wheel. No. They're just... Not anymore. Talking, <laughs> Everything's been invented it already. It's <laughs> There's nothing else to invent. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I took Dance Days of Buffalo by Jess Moore mm-hmm. and I just made it into what Utica, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, needs. It's going through like a great period of revitalization, right? Yes. Like we're all trying to make uh, it. It feels it feels like it sometimes, even when people are pushing back against. It. <laughs> I know, I know, we're trying. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be a two day festival yeah. held right in downtown Wonderful. Utica. Um, it's going to be open to the community, so you don't have to be a dancer to attend. Mm-hmm. There's going to be all sorts of classes. I have over thirty five teachers coming in, both locally and regionally. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a performance opportunity on Saturday night for those that want to perform or have choreographed um, dance genres all over the place, ballroom classes, yoga, Pilates, nutrition. 
injury prevention. Um, did I say ballroom in yoga? Did I say those? You did? I did say those. That's okay. Um, <laughs> you can say them again if you want. It's fine. There's going to be a raquette coming in. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> I had a funny raquette story. I'll tell you in a second. Uh-oh. But... Uh-oh. No, it's true. Um, actually, a positive. This one's going to be cool. We're going to have a meditation positive psychology Ooh, class. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Roundtable discussions. So parents and teachers are also more than Very welcome nice. to come in and discuss like... Um, their daughters or dancers or whoever are going to college for mm. dance, like what's to expect. Or sure. you're in college, graduating, what the heck do you do after college? Because like you just got dropped off you know, <laughs> the face of the earth. Like what do you do now? Um, teachers can come and discuss like what pedagogy aspects have been helpful or not helpful mm. for them. Um, so it's really... It's all-encompassing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and website is www.dancewithutica.com. Is that where you're sending everyone to get all their information yep, for it? Yep, that, moment? and check us out on Facebook uh, as well. Ah, uh, yes. The fa- you know, I, I fought against Facebook for many years, putting so the podcast on Facebook. It's too easy to it's too easy to not do it, but it's very helpful to have something on there. I actually didn't. My, my girlfriend, when we were younger, made me get a Facebook. Did not want it. Did she make it for you? Yeah. I've seen a couple. I've seen that happen before. Yep, I did not we, want uh, it. We, matter of fact, me and uh, Kevin... Uh, may have made a fake Twitter account for one of our friends, and we may occasionally tweet <laughs> from his fake Twitter account for him. He doesn't like it. I don't blame him, but yeah. Uh, hey, you gotta do it sometimes. You gotta yeah. let him know. You gotta let him know you care. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get into our lightning round question again, folks. One more time. Uh, DanceWithUtica.com. Check it out. That's July 28th and 29th. Dance, wellness, yoga, performance. Uh, Christina, get ready. It's time for the lightning round questions. Oh, man. I know, I know. These are the same questions we've asked everybody who's been on the last 50 or so odd shows. We will start with an easy one since you drank so much coffee here. Uh, Christina, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? Black. It's black. Another notch on the black coffee tally. We get it. That's the most common answer, obviously. I don't know why I thought it would be anything else. No cream, no sugar, nothing at all. Do you have, like, flavored coffee? Is it just... Adirondack blend, what do you... Um, this one is Brazilian. Brazilian. So, I'm all over the map. I'm a big fan of their, uh, specifically the Utica Coffee Roasters Southern Pecan, and I get a lot of flack for it, because a lot of people don't like it. I haven't tried it. that yet. It's pretty good. I haven't tried good. it. I'm all over the map. Mm. I had uh, hazelnut yesterday. I like hazelnut. I buy hazelnut. So that's a flavored one, right? That's not popular. I don't like popular. syrup. I don't like syrup, though. Like, if it's made with, like, the pumps of syrup, Oh, no. yeah, no, I never... If it's, like, brewed, then I'm good. Whenever I go into a coffee store, I always wonder who's getting the pump, the, the clear pumps with all the different flavors. I don't know if I've ever done that. All right, so, uh, what was your first automobile? Grand Am. Grand Am? Was it a Pontiac Grand Am? Pontiac Grand Am. Was it a two-door? My mom had Four-door a Four-door silver. Four-door silver. This is, like, a high school car? Windows. Crank windows. I like crank windows. I still my like... my brother's hand-me-down from high school. Can I tell you something about crank windows? Uh, this is my old man talking. I almost prefer crank windows because I know at some point in time my electric windows are going to short out and then I won't and be able... Like, Ooh, guess what? Yeah, oh, what? You can't get your food from the drive-thru, can you now? Uh, uh, yeah, so I don't think there's anything wrong with crank windows. That's what I had. You may or may not have dro- driven your Pontiac Grand Am to it, but what was your first live concert or music experience? So, um, I was younger. We went with my family, my dad. So I used to like boys to men. Boys to men. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. That's who I liked. Oh. My dad told me we were going to a boys to men concert. Okay. And it was Backstreet Boys. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, it's not the same. Not at all. Not at all. Were you disappointed though? Because they were still pretty. Backstreet Boys are pretty popular. It's a pretty big deal. I, mean, I was. I would have been excited. It was Backstreet cool. Boys. It was absolutely cool. But I was expecting boys to men. Well, it, it is kind of disappointing. Like, those are totally. It's very. <laughs> and you would think I would be more of a boys. Backstreet Boys versus the Boys to Men. Right? It was very popular in Hartford like, in that era. If you you're would my think age. I would, but I was a Boys to Men fan. Well, it's because you had better taste in music. Because Boys to Men really? had better hits. Really? I listen. I'm not knocking the Backstreet Boys, but Boys <laughs> to Men have hits I still listen to on the radio. I love Boys to Men, so I guess so. It was Backstreet Boys. Uh, well, even though I thought it was gonna be Boys to Men. Uh, well, maybe this will tie in as well. Give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Oh man, so that's I just actually got. I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Oh, nice. Where are you going? Costa Rica. Really? Yeah, tomorrow morning. Like, I leave tonight. After Are you you and the boyfriend going? Yes. Are you going with other people? No, this is the first time we've done something, the two of us. That's amazing. My friends rented a house. That's what we're doing. They did it for like, they did like six of them. But either way, same thing. They said that they lived like kings. It was awesome. They couldn't say, they couldn't put higher praise on it. I'm so desperate to go now. I'm very jealous. I can't jealous. wait. I can't wait. So I just got a bunch of books. Oh, very um, nice. So I'm reading a whole bunch of books. What else? What podcast? I'm listening to Tony Robbins' podcast. Tony Robbins' podcast, really. Are you enjoying it? Yes. I want to say someone else, maybe our good friend of the show, Cliff Montoni, may have brought that up to me. Someone else brought up the Tony Robbins' podcast. Tony Robbins' podcast, podcast. Huh, yeah. interesting. I saw Beauty and the Beast last night. Did you like it? I loved it. Everyone seems to like it. I loved it. Are you a big Emma Watson person? Everyone loves her. Mm. She's a big charmer now. She's like the hottest star in Hollywood. I'm actually, I like, I don't know anyone when it comes to that. Like, okay. actors, actresses, don't know. That's fair. Which is probably ridiculous, but I, I don't. It's good for you. Everyone else knows too many actors and actresses. Uh, and let me ask you this one. Uh, normally, I phrase this out as if it was a wrestling question, but since you are a dancer, I'm going to go with this form. Uh, you are you're about to perform in front of a crowd, any dance, any style you want. What song is your go-to song? What's your theme song? My if theme you song? Will? Like, yeah. like if I had to like come out to it? Yeah, if you're song? coming out to a theme song, your number one go-to song. Gangster's Paradise. Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. That's an excellent. That's an excellent <laughs> choice. You know what? Because I get a lot of people who say like the Rocky theme song, and it's because it's the first thing you want to think of. Yeah, theme song. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Rocky theme song. Gangster's Paradise. Good no, for you. Paradise. Good for you. Uh, so, and, and again, uh, besides uh, nutrition, health, and wellness, uh, your 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 fresh new business. Three years in OB training, uh, dance with Utica. Besides all the things you've done for us and helping us out at Utica Day, give us something else that you, Christina D'Amico, are passionate about. Dogs. Dogs. You're a dog person. <laughs> I love dogs. What kind of dog you got? Uh, we have three. You have three dogs? We have two rest. Well, one's my family dog. I begged for a dog ever since I could like read, talk, write, and okay. went to college, and they got one. Right. <laughs> she's, uh, yeah. she's, she's like two pounds overweight, which mm. is for a little dog is a lot. So I get her every day from their house, and she comes to the gym and runs around. Um, so that's Gigi. She's a okay. Bichon Pomeranian. I'll have to look that up. I... Uh, she's got a palm tail, but a Bichon face. We had the Pomeranian somewhere at one of the apartments. It was very, it was cute, but it was, uh, had a high-pitched bark. It was very noticeable when he was, when she's he was. She's all right. <laughs> it's okay. She's okay. Her bark's all right. <laughs> and then we have two rescue dogs. Mm. Um, Jax, who's our mascot. Jax. It's a good name. Um. With an X? J-A-X. J-A-X, yep. I like that. He's a rat terrier pit bull, maybe? Rat terrier pit bull. That's a good combo. And Cooper. Cooper. Cooper's new. We just got him, well, mm. he's going to be two. Um, he's a rat terrier chihuahua, maybe, too? I don't know. Both of them are rescues, so. Look at you. Dog person. Dog person. They're our security team, so if you actually go to obtraining.com, you'll see a little bio on <laughs> I'll have to check that out. So obtraining.com. 
Also, dancewithutica.com, July 28th and 29th. Uh, where, where's the event taking place, you said again? So it's uh, 171 Genesee. Mm-hmm. It's where the old Catholic bookstore used to be, which nice. Christine's Cookie Shop just opened up. Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. it's, uh, um, have the second, fourth, and fifth floors. Uh, Christina, you are an absolute trooper for coming out uh, in the middle of this storm. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Uh, it was a real pleasure to have you. Thank you for Utica Day. Thank you for coming. Thank uh, you for having me. Go home before the tornado uh, carries you off. I'm mm. very sorry. Folks, we'll be back click to the my, show. Click my heels three times. <laughs> We'll be back to the show in just a minute, folks. You want to tell me what this is all about? As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying to chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta low. As they cope, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. Man, if I didn't do business with everyone who looked at me wrong in public, <laughs> I would have zero business. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but business is a booming. <laughs> but business is booming, my friends. Um, yeah, so again, thank you to Christina D'Amico from OB Training, uh, if she made it in from the tornado. And you know what? If she didn't, thanks anyway for trying. Yeah, if yeah. not, that's okay. We'll catch her next week or sometime. sometime. Yeah, because I told her if not today, then later this week. Um, if not, thanks to whatever we just... Yeah. Thanks for putting up with whatever yeah, segment we hail married through yep. the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into this week's history lessons. I got some good ones. Jesus. Oh, I know. This might be our last night all here together yeah, with this so tornado bearing in down. history, Utica cast gets blown away. Whoa! <laughs> the Utica, Utica cast? Oh. What are you, my mom? <laughs> are, you play, are you recording that Utica cast right now? That's my mom. It's every time she calls. I'm a mom now. I have a right. It's okay. <laughs> all right. On this day. That's a stretch. On this day in 1931, President Ho- Herbert Hoover pressed a button in the White House, turning on the lights in the brand spanking new Empire State Building, making it the tallest building in the world at the time at 1,250 feet. Uh, so here's the only thing I thought was fascinating. Well, not the only thing, but this was the most fascinating thing I thought about this. All right. The Empire State Building was basically built uh, by a gentleman named uh, Jacob Resker, who is the uh, one of the owners of GM. Because he was in a uh, a pissing contest uh, with Walter Chrysler over who could build the largest building in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter Chrysler, yeah, Walter Chrysler had already started construction on his Chrysler t- on his uh, the Chrysler building. Gotta say though, uh, he may have won the Empire State Building may be taller, but anybody who tries to say that the Chrysler Building isn't better looking is lying to you or themselves. I uh, caught a lot of flack for many years saying the Chrysler Building is the sharper of the two buildings. Of course, what do you mean? Who's, who's giving you flack? For yeah, who's traditional who's New Yorkers? That's obvious. <laughs> traditional New Yorkers love the style. Aren't traditional really? New Yorkers supposed to hate the Empire State Building? Nah, it's classic. Ah, it's uh, classic. Cool. Uh, however, uh, so interesting. Midtown trash. <laughs> Midtown trash. That's good. Uh, so Walter Chrysler. Uh, it took one year to build the Empire State Building. It came in under budget and well ahead of schedule. Uh, it was 
Uh, it was immediately taller than the Chrysler building, so pretty much just a big middle finger a couple of streets up <laughs> to the Chryslers. Uh, and it is one of the most popular tourist attractions in New York City. Can you imagine the Twitter, the Twitter hashtags for that? I would, yeah, build, yeah, yeah, building wars. I've never actually gone. That's like a I've very never, typical New York thing to do. Yeah. Just go to the Empire State Building. It's crazy expensive. We go. I never been. We when we go to New York, Zach and I, we go to Central Park to go rock climbing. Uh, so we do. We don't. We go to Whole Foods stores. It's just rock climbing. Like yeah, anywhere we do. you go. We do. <laughs> There's boulders right in Central Park. You can climb. Them. It's like oh my god, we're going to to Rome in Italy. They've got the Parthenon, the Acropolis. Those are actually both in Greece, but still, like we're going to this beautiful like breadbasket of civilization. Wonder if they've got any rock climbing walls. That's like going to a McDonald's that's in we, like I know. Paris. It's it. That's what we do every time we go somewhere. We're like whoa, maybe on the wall. No, that's awesome though. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm not going to go in order because the last story takes place with something that happened today. Oh, you're doing a thing? I'm doing a thing. Okay. So I am going to not go in order for now, okay? But on this day in uh, 1939, this is kind of a sad one, uh, Lou Gehrig benched himself uh, from a baseball game, uh, ending his streak of 2,130 consecutive games played for the New York Yankees. Uh, he was suffering from uh, ALS at the time. He just didn't know it. It wasn't diagnosed. Um, he never played another game. Uh, after he benched himself. And now it's literally known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig's disease, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, That record of 2,131 games earned him the nickname The Iron Horse, uh, and that record stood for 56 years uh, before it was broken uh, by the miserable one, Cal Ripken Jr., who I don't like, on September 5th, 1995. For you folks who live in Utica, citizens of Utica, Cal Ripken, you also remember the man who took the Blue Sox away from Utica after he bought them. Yes, brought them to Aberdeen. So So forget that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on this day in 1941 uh, the movie Citizen Kane was released uh, a movie I've never seen I've, not, I've heard of it but I've never I've seen, seen it. Citizen Kane is it good? Uh, oh it's 1941 but. Yeah, it's I mean listen I like older movies it's fine it's um I, I, it's good yeah it's not I don't really want to watch it, it again no I don't think so could you make it? it could have been I feel like people would have a that's like one of those movies, like like The Godfather. They'll do anything. Nothing sacred. Yeah, They'll... but nowadays That's they're true. doing they're taking great movies and making new ones that are terrible. Uh, so Citizen Kane uh, is loosely based on the life of uh, mogul, uh, multimillionaire uh, William Randolph Hearst, news press guy, the guy who made marijuana legal. He's very infamous person in history. Uh, when this movie was out uh, and he found out about it, he was very involved in having the movie sort of shut down from an advertising standpoint. And although the movie was well-received when it came out, uh, it didn't do very well in theaters in terms of people going to see it. Uh, Orson Welles was booed at the Oscars uh, when he went up to present. It wasn't until the movie was re-released years later that it sort of captivated people in a way and became the movie that it is today. It's always interesting to me when somebody proves to be way ahead of their time, mm-hmm. be it music or art or whatever it might it's be It's almost like sad because sometimes they never see it. They never yeah. see it without their Well, there's, I mean, so. history is littered with stories of, you know, especially like painters and stuff who yeah. were never appreciated in their time. You know, people that died like dirt poor and now yeah. years later we revere them as, you know, pillars of civilization and modern art. It's crazy. Mm. Um, and here's the one that it's, uh, again, we're going to go back for this one. This is from 1933, and today, in 1933, was the first modern sighting, quote-unquote, of the Loch Ness Monster. It was a local couple uh, in Loch Ness, Switzerland, uh, or Scotland, pardon me, uh, who came upon a, quote, enormous animal rolling, plunging into the surface of the loch. Uh, the Inverness Courier came up with the name Loch Ness Monster, uh, and a circus, a local circus in Scotland, offered $20,000 
as a reward for capture of Don't the creature. Remember when we were little, you'd always see that on, like, mm-hmm. you'd be in line and you'd always see the Loch Ness Monster on mm-hmm. the Inquirer oh, or something. I it. was, it. like, my whole childhood growing up. I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get enough Loch Ness yeah. Monster when I was a kid. I think Inverness is one of my favorite names for anywhere. anywhere the Inverness the Courier? There you go. Just, just Inverness Courier is fine. They can keep I it. I hung on to it. the belief of him for a long, for that, for a long time. Yeah, it makes you wonder if there's not, I mean, I don't believe that there's some, like, you know, monster that's out there, live there forever, is constantly eluding people. No. But it makes you wonder if there wasn't, like, you know, something sort of left there over. Is. There's like, stuff at the bottom of the ocean that they've never even Or something, like, maybe discovered. somebody did see something crazy in 1933 that died in 1941, but, like, the legends are spawned and it just sort of goes, mm-hmm. like... We should look into it sometime. I think, well, let's go to Scotland. All right. We should. We oh, will be three of Scotland. us can go to Scotland. Drunk and in the Highlands like very that. quickly. We should go to Scotland. Now there right isn't now. Yeah. before Let's the tornado. No well, tornadoes in Scotland. Now seems like a good time to go because this I swear to God, I did not plan this. This news story broke like today. I saw this on Reddit like ten minutes before I was doing the show. This is an actual post from the Scotsman, which is a paper in Scotland saying that they believe that quote unquote the Loch Ness monster is missing after no sightings in the last eight months. Now, that seems kind of silly, uh, but last year alone, there were eight quote-unquote sightings of the Loch Ness Monster, and this year there are none. Uh, a real thing, a real thing that exists called the Loch Ness Monster Sighting Registry is quote-unquote worried. Is there an online thing for this? I'm, <laughs> I can give you the links. I'll pull it up for you. Um, how crazy would it be if the Loch Ness Monster is like dead and just one day just floats up to the top of the yeah, Loch Like in all of its glory. You've got to wash there, up on shore if he's And it's thing. like 30 feet long or and it's everything everybody him. said he's it was. Or, you know, here's the thing. Like As a guy who grew up as a dinosaur mark, big dinosaur mark, right? Uh, I wanted the Loch Ness Monster to, to be real. Of course I wanted Santa to be real. However... Jesus, that one sounded like a hurt. I hung on to him forever. Of all of the... Of all the animals, uh, or crypto cryptozoology animals that may or may not exist, I feel like the Loch Ness Monster seems the most far-fetched. I would believe that the Sasquatch existed before the Loch Ness Monster. Mm. Oh, I disagree. I go Loch Ness Monster over Sasquatch. Only because a loch, like Loch Ness in Scotland, isn't that big of a body of water. It's you want to talk to me about the ocean? You want to talk to me about there's some sort of 70-foot like plesiosaur creature in the ocean? You can maybe sell me on that if you sell me the right way, but like a smaller body of water like that, I don't know. No, I, I just don't. Unless that emptied into the ocean somewhere. If there was some, there was a book I read as a kid called Locke by Peter Zin, by by Paul Zindel who wrote a book called The Pigman. If you ever read that, was, I remember The Pigman. Yeah. yeah. Paul Zindel wrote a book called Locke. But the guy wasn't actually a pig man. It was just a nickname for like a crotchety old man that lived next door. Okay. Yeah, the pig man. <laughs> I feel okay. like that's important. To that's his yeah. more, that's actually the more popular of the, of his books. It was uh, summer reading for high school. For yeah. Like ninth grade. I think it was for a lot of people. It wasn't for me, but I read this book called Locke that Paul Zindel wrote about like the kid, the kid who befriends the Loch Ness Monster and his Loch Ness Monster babies in the... In the Loch Ness. <laughs> Is there... I'm speechless. I, like I, I have nothing on it. It would be head. excellent if all that stuff was true. I just think, like, be. I don't know which is which, and I can't say for sure, and there's certainly not much proof, but man, wouldn't the world be a more interesting place once if a... the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot and all these guys were actually out here? I don't know. Once that stuff disappeared and it wasn't real anymore, it life became a little less exciting. Well, because we're more cynical now as human beings. We don't have time well, in our lives for fantasy. Not for nothing also as adults. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's true. We are we don't have time for fantasy and our, our fantasy is provided to us by HBO or something. I shouldn't think. I've got no time for Sam Femmelaro. I've got no time for fantasy. Yeah, no time got, for I got fantasy. a paper due tomorrow. Heart cool. fantasy, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was one other news story, sort of, but I'm just going to mention it. Uh, on this day in 2008, uh, the Iron Man movie was released. I love Iron Man movies. Did you like it? I liked it. 
That's interesting. I went and saw that at the movie. You went to see it in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say, uh, well, a lot of people quote, uh, yeah, not a lot of people. This is the first Marvel Studios movie that kicked off the Marvel Studios Cinematic Universe. Cinematic Universe. Uh, this Friday, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 comes out, just to be timely. I, I hope we're getting a check for you saying that just like that in such a yeah, beautiful way. it was nice. Thank you. you gotta was. get some money. Uh, I know. Well, I'm not so Marvel, worried. you can send your checks to us, just yeah. DM us on Twitter. Well, as you know, I'm not worried about money. What I'm worried about is providing entertainment, and if you want to watch the original Guardians of the Galaxy for free... Uh, check out the Franklin uh, Franklin Square film series. In September, we'll be showing Guardians of the Galaxy for free. Nice. So that's called a tie-in. That's well, going to be a good one, man. Guardians of the Galaxy is under... I'm not the biggest mark for all the Marvel movies, but Guardians of the Galaxy is very underrated. Yes. Uh, I'm hope I'm going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's very rare that I drag myself out of the house to see a movie. Uh, even like Logan, which I wanted to see, I never got around to. This weekend, after my finals... I might go see a movie. You can treat yourself to a movie. Treat myself. For all your hard work. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to ask you this. Me and Kevin have had this question many times in the show. We've talked about superpowers, but I don't think we've ever asked you. If you were if you were a superhero, you could pick your superpower. What did you want? I want to read people's minds. So you want to be like? Would uh, you know? Well, because I'm in retail. I want still. To <laughs> Number one, know. if you have superpowers and you're still in retail. I mean, I don't want to know. <laughs> 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 oh, so if I had a yacht somewhere with a superpower, because then that's. I guess that would be different. If I get a superpower, I'm reti- I want a superpower I can retire off of, number I, one. I haven't really thought about it. I guess I would want to, um, oh, I don't know. I feel like reading minds is a cool one, but you know what the problem with reading minds would be? Then I hear things be? all the time. You could never have an honest interaction with anybody no, again for as long know. as you live. Well, dating would, would be easy know. if I ever had the date or Easy, but it, it would never really be count fun? because... What if I could fly? Let's go. We'll go flying's fly. good. Flying's, flying's a good great. one. I flying is good. things. I can fly in the air and for a minute and... Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a another add on to this. Would you just like to fly like Superman, or do you want like wings? I want to fly like Superman. I don't want anything coming out of me. That's just weird. No wings. Know. No wings. This isn't some. I, I don't want body horror. Yeah, movie. I just, I'm just curious. I just want to put my arm up in the air like Superman does. And, um, so. so I figured I'd share this with you guys. Um, when I was a kid, you won't believe this. I was a huge nerd, and I had my own comic book company that I. Uh, made when I was a little kid. My mom has all the comics. She showed them to me a few weeks ago. Uh, I want to share with you just very briefly some of my creations that I looked up. Uh, one of them was a character called the Storm Eagle. Yeah, yeah. You know about the Storm Eagle? Nope. Strong branding. Yeah, yeah. He was... Uh, okay, so this is really... <laughs> he was an eagle man, right? Like, he was a man eagle. And then he was viciously destroyed by a robot monster and then rebuilt as a half-robot, half-eagle man named Storm Eagle. Yes. Very. <laughs> that was very weird, right? All right. So number two. It's very, right. uh, very dense. Very dense. All right, I was, just, I was I a weird know. kid. Number two. I think you'll like this one better. Uh, his original name was Doctor Iguana, but he his name changed to the Night Lizard. He was a, a scientist. <laughs> Way into the Night Lizard. <laughs> he was. I'm a, all in on the Night Lizard. <laughs> he was a scientist who was bitten by uh, an iguana and at night. At night, and now he lurks the city with his iguana type powers. Uh, solving what powers does an iguana have? Well, he could like. Oh, he can scale. He could scale the wall. He was a little bit like Spider-Man. Very few. Okay. Yeah, he was strong. <laughs> he had tail. Susceptible uh, to temperature. Cold blooded. Uh, and then this one was. Uh, this one is a little more straightforward. This was a gentleman uh, who's who's a large, muscular man in wrestling tights, and his head was a large piece. Of Swiss cheese, and his name was the Big Cheese, and he fought crime. 
I like the big cheese. I the big cheese. I just visually saw him. The other two I wasn't seeing. I big see cheese sounds I see like the big cheese. The big cheese sounds like powdered toast man. Little like powdered toast, toast man. Sounds like. <laughs> Little like powdered toast man. His rival was a character named Doctor Wallaby, uh, who was a man wallaby. Okay. Yeah. My husband used to do his own comic book character. That doesn't surprise me. He has me. a samurai mushroom one. That the did. samurai mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> like the cap was it's on his, his actual head. actual pictures when he calls me. He has all these pictures that he has. I'm gonna, I have my mom send it to me. I'm going to tattoo them all. I'm going to get a tattoo of my whole roster of comic characters. All right. So I have some uh, I have some funny news stories for you guys today. Uh, and this is one of my favorite news stories. Uh, the dictionary added a new word today. Uh, but there's a nice little twist to this one, okay? Uh, so today's new word to the dictionary is... Sheeple. Have you heard this one yet? Yeah, of course. No. Yeah. Uh, it's a, what's the word? Uh, portmando, when you combine two words together? Portmando? There's a word. I don't know, man. Anyhow, it's a combination of people and sheep. Here's the definition uh, people who are docile or easily influenced, quote, likened to sheep. Okay. Makes like, sense. It's not like people say, like, oh, yeah, you're no, a bunch of sheep. It, you're a bunch of Yeah, it's dumb. It's horrible. It's stupid. It's awful. So that doesn't need to be in the dictionary. I'm make like, a if word. you don't hear that and you don't know what that means, I, I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't need to be in the dictionary. Well, the point is this. Get it out. Whether or not the word is in the dictionary, this is why this has caused some controversy, is the actual sentence they used uh, for describing <laughs> the word sheeple. I'm going to read you the whole sentence. <clears throat> Apple's debuting a battery case, an ungainly, lumpy ca- uh, case the sheeple will happily sell out $99 for. I'll Unquote. Go, I'll go first. <laughs> Kev, what are your thoughts about using Apple? Nothing wrong with that, and I can't think of a better example to illustrate what the word means. I'm sure Apple had something to do with that marketing strategy, uh, strategy on that. Well, I guess, from Apple's point, you're in the dictionary, I suppose. I suppose, but yeah. it's very bad about your <laughs> It's not a great... Well, like, who's going to know that years down? You know words are around, for, well, they're around forever, so Apple's going to be... My question is this. <laughs> like, they add all these words in. Do they take words out of the dictionary? Do they take, like, old-timey words out? The question is, who's even? what is the dictionary? Who's even looking? Are they even physically producing copies of the dictionary anymore? Like, I'm sure know. they are, but... It's all apps. What is? The, it's all just a story to, like, probably to sell dictionaries. That's a weird sentence. <laughs> all right, uh, and I have one more uh, crazy story for you. I'm not going to make fun of this gentleman, because what he did, he did for charity. But it's a wild story. Uh, a gentleman in England named Mr. Gorilla uh, walked, Strong. he crawled the London Marathon on his hands and feet mm. in a gorilla costume. It took him five days, and he did it for the gorilla organization to raise money for gorillas. Now, I'm not mad at this dude. That's impressive. He crawled the London Marathon, for all intents and purposes, in a gorilla suit. That being said, I feel like if you're the gorilla organization... It's kind of mean to put somebody up to this, is it, is it not? I feel like... Unless they're getting a lot of money. I like to think maybe you're the guerrilla organization. Like, nah, we don't know you. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. Don't stop saying us. Like, don't stop saying our name. You're weird. <laughs> like, was there a prerequisite that said he had to, like, crawl on hands and foot? Because if he had just dressed as a gorilla and walked the marathon, I'm sure that would have been fine, too. No, it would have been a feel-good blip. You just need, him you in a gorilla outfit doing a marathon. You need the human suffering to make it stick. That's why we're talking about it. It's true. That's exactly, a good point. Yeah. That's a Some good guy wore a gorilla costume in a marathon. People dress in costumes for races all the time. That's true. Uh, so my question for you guys is, Boilermaker's coming up. Uh, should I dress up as something? Yes. And, there you go. And what should I dress up as? I've had a couple thoughts about this already. You should dress up as Justin. Wear a scarf. Oh, I'll be sweating. <laughs> sweating. You dress when you're wrestler, wrestler guys. I was like thinking it. the Macho Man. It I would make a lot of sense. Like if you, if you dress speedo, the Macho like... Man, you have to wear the coat and have, the hat. Though. Yeah, and you have to wear like the little shorts. Just the speedo. Yeah, you have. I'd to. have to and shave. And you have to wear a belt too. 
Got just belt. the championship belt. <laughs> you be a tough run. Be heavy sw- <laughs> sweating. Be a real tough run. There was a guy uh, in the Boilermaker two years ago when I was going up uh, Burstone Road, right? And he is wearing a full luchador mask and the full cape, a long cape. And he's running in front of me, and I'm sort of pacing with him because I'm like, this luchador guy seems to have it all worked out, right? <laughs> so, and every time people would chant for him, he had the same catchphrase. And this is when I had to, to pass him because it was the same fr- catchphrase, and it was funny the first time. And he said, they're like, hey, wrestler guy. And he's like, hey, hey. Lean, green, and clean. No steroids. And I said, ah, that's kind of funny. And then he said it like a hundred times. See her with him. I need to to move up faster from this guy. Uh, But no, I'm not dressing up for anything. uh, You have a luchador mask. I do have a luchador mask. I've never even worn the luchador mask around the house for more than 15 minutes without it being obnoxious. It's just, make sure, it's going to be hot. That's all. It's going to be really hot. What? Are you running? Look, I'll never be able to leave the brewery on Boilermaker Sunday. That's a good I'll be, point. I'll be at the brewery at 1 That's o'clock true. in the morning on Boilermaker Sunday. When Aaron Higgins was on the show years ago when I was first doing my Boilermaker, I tried to get a Kickstarter going to how much money it would take. I asked them how much money it would take to get them to run the Boilermaker. Mm-hmm. I think the number was $2,000, and then we were going to start a Kickstarter for it. One of these days, we'll get the Good. Kickstarter going. We'll run together. It'll be fun. Did you ever run it before? Yeah. I'm running yeah. it this year, too. I'm excited. <laughs> Have you run yet this year? No, I just got a training for my... I have a personal trainer. I just got oh, oh <laughs> personal trainer. All right, uh, well, you know... Again, Heather, you're married, so you don't get these dating questions as often as you once did. But uh, for you folks who enjoyed last week's dating questions, I have a few more of them if you guys want to go over some of the world's worst dating questions. Are you ready? Yeah, we're ready. All right. Unfortunately. Are you ready for the voice, too? Because I'm doing... I'm bringing oh, the voice back. Shit, I forgot about the voice. <laughs> All right. Mm. <clears throat> All right, so if work was no longer an option and you had plenty of money, what would you do all day? Heather? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Date better people than the horrifying question. Not be here. Certainly. <laughs> uh, so I, I've actually asked this question in a weird way, which is basically, I ask it to the guests sometimes, which is basically, if you had full autonomy, what would you do, basically, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I, I understand this question. Like, if I, if I had enough money and I didn't have to work, and certainly the answer for a while would be nothing. I would do nothing for a while. But I wonder what I would get into if I just had totally free time to do whatever I wanted. You would climb. You would climb, certainly. The world yeah. mm-hmm. What about you, Kev? Um... I, I feel like that would be such a drastic change that the only thing I can really say is that it'd take a bunch of time to figure out how my life worked now. Focus. You know what I mean? Like if I like if I won like three hundred and fifty million dollars in the lottery, I think that it's gonna take me like very conservatively twelve months to figure out how to live that. Yeah, kind of like life. what do you do? Like yeah. I've gotta figure out how to get like financial advisors and like lawyers and like all these different well, like you're things. You've got a lot to you're learn. This dating question. You asked me the question. <laughs> I did ask Don't answer me. Don't ask a question you don't want the answer to. <laughs> right. That's rule number one on the date. That's true. Number one. <laughs> all right. So here we go. So oh. what do you like most about living here? That's kind of a nice one. We had Utica Day this week. What do you like most about living here, Kev? Uh, there's a lot. Of, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things. I can't pick what the. It has to be the people. I mean, yeah. the people that I know and the people in my life are the reason for living. I suppose. Yeah, that's definitely how inviting the community is yeah. for the most part mm-hmm. in certain categories. But yeah, definitely. I think it ties back to something I, I've talked about a lot. Something about this this town and this region and this people who live here and like the size of the town and the way that you can connect with people is very. It's very unique in a way. I don't know many other places that I 
feel like remind me of Utica that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even like places like other suburbs and stuff. It doesn't. It's every you know. I don't know. I just like and maybe and again I'm biased. I grew up here. My family's here. But still, I guess I guess just that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hard to define. All right. <clears throat> All right. <sighs> this is a terrible. This is this is a really bad one. <sighs> What's been the most significant or best year of your life? So far. One of the last things you hear before you end up in a freezer. <laughs> this one, first off, I've never I've never thought of my life in like a, a year-to-year basis. I don't even know like when some of the cool stuff in my life happened in a year basis. I just I remember know. it happened or didn't happen, right? Like I don't want to sit here and be like 2007, because I don't I don't remember. Do you know what I mean? That's a mm. silly question. I guess when I was cooler. I liked when I was cooler. That was fun. Like when things didn't matter. When things didn't matter, yeah, when I had less <laughs> yeah, less responsibility, right? I yeah. suppose. All right. <clears throat> oh, God. What, what's one thing you did as a kid that you missed the most today? What the hell does that even mean? What's one thing you did as a kid these that you missed? These are horrifying questions. I can't imagine someone asking me these like, questions. Like, can somebody, like, were they, uh, were they've like, obviously memorized a list? I like, they're sitting yeah. there, like, they're like Hold on what's a the most significant, or the <laughs> most, what thing was the most time <laughs> where you... Like to do what you were doing. <laughs> like, um, I don't think there's anything as a kid I missed the most because I didn't remember. I was a stupid kid. Like everything that happened. There's every there's everything you did when you were a kid that you missed the most. You played regular Nintendo all weekend watching wrestling. Yeah, I still have like, those things. Those, those, those things exist. <laughs> yeah. All right, and finally, so we'll stop with this one. All right. <laughs> who do you talk to the most? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> who, do you talk, who do you talk to? <laughs> Not you. That's, this is, this is I, even closer to the inevitable kill. It's like, so I, who sees you? Who did you tell you were here tonight? Well, I guess, no, Heather, I mean, your husband, I would assume. Who knows I, where you yeah, are? I think my child I talk to the most. Now. Your child, and then I assume you because I see you the most. That's a dumb question. These are dumb. <laughs> it's true. Terrible. All right. And that was this week's World's Worst First Date, uh, first date Questions. I'm glad we went long on the first and second segment because I still don't know if we had an interview in the middle. It's still a mystery. I wonder what we're gonna yeah. do if there's no interview. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna sound so silly with if the interview already happened in the show, but it's a good yeah, question. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. No, I mean in a good way. Silly in a good way. So there's not a bad thing. <laughs> You're good. Folks, uh, thank you for joining us again. Episode 97. Uh, yeah, tornado special. Um, folks, 98, 99, 100. We got three episodes left. I gotta start thinking about something cool. But by the time you hear me next week, <laughs> I'll be done with school for the year. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Follow Heather at <laughs> HeatherWaz1 on Twitter. Follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow me at SF Doom. Or follow the show at Uticast. Uh, also on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud. Uh, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, it's not called iTunes anymore. Uh, MadeinUtica.com, Uticast.com for all your back episodes. MadeinUtica.com slash passports. Get them before they sell out. They are going to sell out. Folks, we'll see you next week. Yeah, no one can see me salute. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Salute. I'm not. That's good. It was weird. I'm glad that it's. <laughs>